Hey folks, this is Eric Cabral. And this is Josh Carey. And welcome to the PodMax Podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, Eric. The what? The PodMax Podcast. What's the PodMax Podcast? Well, you know what PodMax is, right? Well, yeah, it's our one-day event where entrepreneurs get to record as a guest on multiple top shows in their industry. Right, and you know what a podcast is. It's debatable. So, PodMax Podcast is the collection of every single episode that was recorded at one of our PodMax events. Simple. Well, that's cool. What a great idea. <laughs> so, we hope that you and the listeners enjoyed this episode of our PodMax Podcast. Hey there, folks. A very special and unique episode of the PodMax podcast called PodMax After Dark, where we had an opportunity as podcasters and business owners and partners and very close friends hit the stage and recorded an episode when all of the activities and the PodMax event was done. So enjoy the show because you're going to hear some fun. You're going to hear maybe a little bit of swearing um, and a lot of banter and ribbing. So enjoy this episode of the PodMax After Dark podcast. So here's the cool thing about what you're listening to, folks. We just wrapped up and we're wrapping up the very first PodMax event and we're on stage with my good buddy Matt Faircloth with Justin Fraser, who helped to organize this event, and he's the COO of On Air Brands, mm -hmm. and the cash flow ninja himself. Hiya, motherfucker! Hiya! <laughs> hey, okay, I guess we're swearing on this episode. No, we oh. are. Well, this beer is in front of everybody. <laughs> I told so, you I wanted to have more of like a, a PG-13 slash rated R version of, of an on air show, right? Yeah, how many have real conversations? But we're gonna do, what we're gonna do is we're not just gonna hog the mic. Anybody who wants to ask a question or come up here and be a participant, we could rotate We got this. some pretty smart we got a lot audience. of people in the room. We got yeah. a lot of brilliant minds in the room. And so. I'm not going to regularly, but it is okay to say motherfucker. Okay? Oh, that's <laughs> I'm true. going to say oh that. Goodness. How dare you? That's, the taste yeah. of <laughs> Right. But that's wait. just the like, oh, God. It's like, oh, did I offend you? Like, how dare you? Wow. <laughs> but that's, yeah. Yeah, I've been using that sometimes. Oh, so thank like, you. Dare You're you. welcome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know, Matt. This is your idea, so let's do it, man. You want to rock and roll? We were talking about Joe Rogan. So hell, wait, wait, let me bring this up really well, quick. Well, let's get... Okay, so the, when we first... Before we opened... <laughs> here comes Josh McCown. He needs to get on stage. When we first opened the Podmax, the, a podcast studio here uh, at uh, 354 South Broad in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, Matt pulled me aside and he goes, man, I would really... You know what? I'd love a show where we just bullshit and talk and drink and smoke. I'm like, oh, you mean the Joe Rogan show? And yeah. you're like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but let's talk about why that's, why that's a good show. Like, well, why is Joe Rogan a, a good interviewer? Why is it a good show, right? We've, we real. talked about this because it's real. It's real. And it's not just because for half the half the interviews that he has, like him and the, him and the guests are in the bag, you know, or whatever. But like, they're just having real conversations and Joe has the courage to have a real conversation with people. And the show goes for hours because sometimes it takes that long to have a real conversation with somebody. Right. Um, and so, and sometimes it takes a little bit of truth serum here, you know, or truth so, something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's he does a lot of that in California. Right. So I, I think I just always thought it would be cool to like sit and like have a beer and tell my freaking craziest tenant story. You know, without names or something like that. Not that I want to do that today, but just in general, like... Anybody want to hear that? Well, Crazy yeah. Tennis stories? And in general, 
I, I, th- I just, I think that a lot of the real estate shows and just financial shows out there can be stuffy because they're required to be rated PG. And I think America likes stuff like Joe Rogan because it is not PG. You know, he's anything but like bigger pockets podcast. If somebody uses a swear word, they're bleeping him, you know? And, not, but again, it's just, that's what you, the, the society requires, uh, you know, the, the, the standard to be right. So he's, what do you it's think? Re- it's relatable. Yes. So people like... Because we don't live in a PG world. Right. So people, they talk how people talk in general. It's not the, you know, Barbie can kind of speak on... TV. This is what you say. Get ready for the the ads coming. You know the the the, the numbers or whatever they have in the backs going off, and you got to tailor it for it. It's just people sitting and talking, basically how we speak. Yeah, we're all doing the cheers here. We're, we're doing cheers. We're cheers. Are we talking about cursing in podcasts? Yeah. No, oh, we're just no, talking about being real. Do double dare. Do double dare. I don't curse. I don't. I, you know, I do. Curse. Why do they call you double dare? I was on Double Dare. I'm yeah. one of the champions oh, of 1988. <laughs> Everything you won in that episode. <laughs> he won like, a, dude, you won for Disney. What? A CD player in the 80s. <laughs> two of them. That's I amazing. That's amazing. A bicycle. <laughs> was it a Huffy? It was a Huffy. I'm so proud of Matt Faircloth for buying this beautiful property. No, no, no. We're working. And then I'm go. loving these on air brand guys that did this. Yeah. What Sorry. is this? This was, this was fun. Podcasting. Pod, studio. Pod Max today. Pod Max. Pod Max. Max. Podcast Max. studio. State of the art podcast studio. Oh, I love it. In the capital of New Jersey. Remember my story? Here, my story goes, so we're looking to do a podcast a year ago before I even knew you good guys. And I'm like, I, I know I w- it's the right thing to do, but I just know it takes a lot of work. The way you did it, <laughs> MC, is amazing. So I'm go to, I go to see you talk, Mr. Matt Faircloth. And this dude gets on stage and he's like, Hi, I'm Eric Cabral, and I'm with On Air Brands, and I do this. And he's jazzy wearing his little blazer. Jazzy. Right. He's got jazzy. jazzy. He does that, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's a blazer I, with like a t shirt. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Eric, yeah. That's his I don't know if Eric owns a college shirt. No. Yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Sure. No. I think all he has is On Air Brands. That's all I ever see is On Air Brands shirts, right. I wear a college shirt. Now I wear the Renault zip. I wear the Renault zip. But so I lean over to Melanie, I go, That's the guy. He leaned over and he goes, I love him. I said, That guy's business is called On Air Brands. I love that. Thank God, thank you, Justin, for taking a vacation that day. Because yeah, then normally it would have been me. We wouldn't know this guy. I know. Right? Wow. I feel universe. like we could have still made yeah, an impact if I was around. I know you guys You're saying our life is better because I was not there that day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's called capital. That's called a happy anniversary. Wow. <laughs> this Thanks is, a this lot. Is, this is great. <laughs> no, it's good. But yeah, we, it was all meant to be. It was, it was. And then I had this, uh, I'm listening. To, these two guys are on the show. MC and Matt are instrumental to why we call it capital hacking because I'm listening to Cashflow Dad Life a year ago of my buddy's show and they have MC Launcher, Cashflow Ninja, and he talks all about capital is not just capital. You, it's cap. It's it's relationship capital, time capital as well. As can I well. can I hear your MC Lobster impression, <laughs> brother? Like give it. me more I'm MC Lobster impression. <laughs> yeah, I'm, MC Lobster of Cashflow Podcast. 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 
awesome. It's a little he bit says Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger no, for yeah. me. Yeah, it, it's so tough because you're like the most manly podcaster. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but he's an angel face. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he's a face for radio. Face for radio. No, you don't. You look like you can start a brawl in a bar and everybody goes the other way. It sounds like he's in a rugby jersey while he's doing the interview. Like, welcome to my podcast. Let's talk about money and finance. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like Sean Connery, right? Is he from Scotland or he's from South Africa? Oh my god. Actually, you know what this guy came up with? He goes, "Well, this welcome to the show. What cash is not king, but cash flow." Is king. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty good. And and I'm like, I think that's even fun, right? So he's talking about capital is more than cash. And then I meet you, and you're talking all about actually your book is talking about how there's a deal provider for every real estate deal and a Cosh. capital provider. And then, and you're they're both equal basically. They are equal. They I'm are like, ding 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 in my head. I'm like, wait a second, because I was always the deal guy getting paid nothing right. because the capital was God. The God play. Usually the capital controls everything. Mm-hmm. The cash. And I'm like, wait a second, that's not a fair trade. So then you helped me realize that all of a sudden capital hacking was born. Yeah. There you Boom. go. There you go. And look on the air. Boom. All the forefathers. <laughs> there you go. Right? Everybody that helped birth that brand. It's amazing. That's, that's an age. Yeah. That's, that's an age. And, and, right and there. coming up on a year now, right? Well, the birthing, but not the audio. Well, All right. Yeah. So let, let's let's cha- let's change the conversation because we were talking about something more fun earlier. Like, <laughs> yeah. Josh yeah. Not right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Double, double dare. dare. Double dare is double interesting. Double dare is very yeah. interesting. All right. So we have a few audience members here, right? Left. So do we <laughs> want to talk about how Josh McCallan got on Double Dare? Do you want to talk? Go back Why? to talking Why are we about. Because that's Cause fucking really interesting. Cool. <laughs> I know. I want to have an interesting conversation. Here's what I love about that episode. If anybody watches it on Facebook, that girl was clearly into you, and you were brushing no, her off. Wasn't. Boom. You were pushing her away from you, like I am too cool for you. Meanwhile, she no, was like was six years older cool. than you. She was a. She was older. Woman. She was grown. <laughs> you were just tiny little kid. Elements of she loved you. Already. You was loved, a little girl. You loved her, but she didn't. I you thought didn't. she was very pretty lady, but I was I was dating the lady in the crowd but here's the deal i was was over that 93 pounds i was over a 91 and a half pound man so confident. so thin i was so freaking tiny my size small outfit was falling off of me so there was no i had no bravado about it but you're right i, I we attacked double there i hate to say it it was one of the it's one of the funniest videos of all time you were all in. Did you see it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The, have you seen Double Dare? Uh, well, I saw that particular episode because it was on Facebook. I know. You put it on Facebook. It's, first of all, my cousin sends it to me. I'm like, I'm putting it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> this dude watched it right away there, uh, you know, Eric. But uh, no, I, I haven't seen that episode in 10 years, but it is pretty funny. You know, I think you guys were on so something really interesting about Joe Rogan. Oh, I've never Joe Rogan, heard yeah. his show. You should crazy i'm a tim ferris guy though i like his show so joe rogan you were just saying about joe rogan's show like how many downloads does he have on like he, he just put just put a show out right so it's- the the one that i just pulled up and and my comment was why would someone rather because we're in an election cycle this is not a political discussion but politics right so people would go on late night shows they would go on in the past they would go on felon yeah, they would have yeah. they would have why would someone like bernie sanders rather go on joe that was show? a good episode okay. i listened to that 9.7 million how do you know that the i just i want i wanted some data this oh. is just on youtube we're not even talking about the podcast downloads 
Okay, this is just YouTube. YouTube is secondary to his podcast. Yes, yeah, so this yeah. is this is just 9.7 million views. It's four weeks ago. It's in one month. There's no way you get close to that on all of the late night guys combined. Yeah, you can reach that audience on all of them. It's yeah. just it's 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 ridiculous it's how powerful so why it is. is that though? Right? Why? Like, let's all yeah. completely un you know and without any without very much data predict why Joe Rogan is so successful. Yes. Right? Why do you think? Well, I think that TV's dead. So he's on. This is the new TV. So Joe's on uh, audio and he's on video. And I think like Hollywood is dead too. I think I think like people kind of lie out. We were talking about relatability. The like, internet's normalized the playing field, though, right? Like, yeah, what's yeah. so different? Like, what, why not Trenton, New Jersey, sitting right here yes. versus Hollywood, right? right? Like, this is a level playing field because you, you don't have to have talent in Hollywood anymore. Talent you can don't. be anywhere. You don't, you know. And yeah. even if those guys have money behind them, I th still think like a lot of the stuff that they put out is not relatable. Yes. Roseanne Barr, when her show came back before it was canceled, right? They <laughs> smashed every record basically. In that, in that, uh, did they? Never it's saw not a rerun it. yeah. or something. It reboot. It, yeah, it was like the biggest one in twenty years or someone or something like no. that. So people would say, like, how was she able to do that? Again, re relatability, like real mm. people. But then, but then Joe Rogan had yeah. her on his show after she got thrown off yeah. the show. I would. Yeah. The views on that has that to be was, ridiculous. Oh, it's off the charts. It's, it was a good episode, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and I listened to it. I don't hear what I should say. Because and they went, they went there. That's the thing about Joe Rogan yeah. is he was he is no holds barred. He was like, why did you get thrown off of your show? And she went there, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and like they, he's very real with his conversations. And I think that most other uh, interviewers are pulling punches, right? Yeah. Even like Jimmy Fallon, those guys, as much oh, as they're yeah. zany and funny and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. they're gonna be at least PG-13, if not PG, right? Yeah. They're not gonna get in there and drive no. it and say, well, like, I know America wants to know why you got thrown off of that show. Right. Did you really mean the racist comment you made? You know, was it really racist? Whatever. That whole thing. She yeah. went there and discussed it with him. Right. This we all wanted to hear, but I guarantee Jimmy Fallon wouldn't have gotten into him into her like that. The other Right side of it Never. is that he can get them to open up and actually be honest yes. because everyone else has been honest so there's an expectation that I'm going to go on the show oh, I'm going to sit down and be honest with you and get into that and I know it's coming because yeah. that's how the show is but mm. I'm going to be I'm prepared to get into it because he invite he does a longer show right? and that's yeah. one thing about Jimmy Fallon has maybe a four hour or four minute window right. you can't right. get into right? it right you can't you get a commercial break or whatever because yeah. you're confined by what old school television old school Hollywood wants to see right Joe Rogan's shows are typically two to three hours long, right? Oh, really? Right, yeah. It doesn't it matter. Yeah, Go they, ahead. They have toilet you breaks. Wanna... So he gets up sometimes and he's like, I got to go. Yeah, I, I got to go. Bio yeah, break the call. Yeah. And yeah. Then it's like, what? It's like, yeah, I got to go. You guys just keep talking, and then he's got yeah. like his side. No, I was just saying that Jim Brewer then, was all then, with him. Jim Brewer took a freaking pee break in the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. first of all, because they're drinking on the show, <laughs> right? Right. Jimmy Mike uh, Parlante, everybody. Yeah, hey, sorry. Mike Parlante. So, so uh, Jimmy Fallon is a is not a he's a brand, but he's really a, a network guy. Right? Yes. So yeah. the network's he, the brand. NBC. He doesn't have the he's freedom that guy. a Howard Stern or a Joe Rogan has. Yeah. And, but they've created this brand of uh, vulnerability and they put themselves out there themselves. So anybody that goes on those shows are very comfortable. 
Yeah. With just revealing things that they wouldn't necessarily reveal. And that's yeah. why it makes it so more why? compelling than, why? Any, than Jimmy Fallon. Why Even is though that? I love Jimmy Fallon. Why I is that? Jimmy, and I know you why? do. I know you I love, love Jimmy. I love Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> why does, so why are funny. people willing to drop their mask for yeah. Howard Stern and, and uh, Joe Rogan over Jimmy Fallon? Why are they willing to go there? Yeah, I think there's also recording. Um, the out, where the atmosphere in which the recording takes yeah. place, right? Joe Rogan is not in front of a live audience. A live audience. There's not yeah. a production team behind him. There might be a few people, but there's that element. It's a one-on-one. It's it's very intimate. You're sitting and, at the yeah. bar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so is uh, you know, like um, yeah, right. what's his name? The guy with the suspenders on CNN, um, Larry King, King, right? <laughs> Larry King. Deep, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He's now yeah. an RT, I think. Is he? But it, it, yeah. do you th- would you compare Larry King to Joe Rogan? No. No, 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 no. No, no. It's like, it's different. It's like, who would you compare Joe Rogan's show to? It's like a, a Howard Stern. Howard Stern was yeah. a good comparison. Howard Stern's yeah. a good comparison. Yeah, that's a good, that's a oh, good he's, comparison. He's less like, you know, pornographic and zany and dirty and everything like that. You know, he's just yeah. real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think Larry... Larry King is more of that old school from like the 60s, 70s news anchor who asked objective questions that everybody was thinking, but it's not the the you know the dirt underneath the the rug feel that you get with Rogan. Yeah. Uh, which, which I don't know if know, Larry King really was gonna dig for the dirt, you know, no, to no, like absolutely not. yeah yeah. If he would have had Roseanne Barr on his show and asked her why she got tossed, because I think he had to be more politically correct. Then, and I think Joe Rogan has zero concern about being politically correct. Right. You know. And they so. wouldn't have her. They wouldn't have her on. No, forget it. After that whole debacle. And if they have it on the, well, it was an interesting month for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. So just like sit down and let's have a conversation. So what did, what, what happened? But what's great, I, I, I listen, <laughs> like, so I listened to the episode and he didn't make it all about why she got thrown off. He yeah. made it like, you know, catch up, what you've been up to, the snat or life and everything like that. And just, yeah. it was a long conversation with Roseanne Barr. And yeah, they went there, but it was a bunch of other stuff they got into as well. And I, like I didn't like oh let's forgive her and let Roseanne Barr have her show back but I yeah. got it I right. got why she said why she did what she did and the thing is that she meant it up she said it Roseanne Barr has severe mental issues oh she you know yeah. severe mental issues and she's been curbing with medication and she took too much medication yeah. and been drinking on top of it and stuff <laughs> like that um and just she's a meant a, a admittedly mentally disturbed person you know, mm-hmm. and admitted to it on his show and went there about what it was, wow, where it came from. God. She was in a car accident in her youth, in her early youth, and was, air quote, normal. And then she got in the car accident and it caused a brain, like brain damage. Uh-huh. And that brain damage shook some things up and took some filters that we all have off, right, that enabled her to just say yeah. what she was thinking. And it made her a star right. because she said what a lot of people were thinking, but it also made her to say things that she probably shouldn't be saying and stuff like that, right? So yeah. they went there. And it may be like, okay, cool, I get it now. But there's yeah. no way that comes out on some of those other shows, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what a what a sizable, <laughs> I mean, that audience of Joe Rogan. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You have big, you just can't. I just looked at 20, last 24 hours Two uh, episodes posted, two videos. It's over a million views how does in he 24 do, hours. How does he YouTube. do his videos? Does he do his YouTube videos as the full run of the yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah. So it's like three, it? No, it's three hours, which also breaks a lot it of... It breaks a lot of rules, doesn't it? Break, it? Yeah, where the he attention every span... every rule. Every rule. I've, I've remember I told you, like, mm-hmm. uh, like YouTube's like a five-minute attention yeah. span, right? Yeah. No, he does a three-hour thing. Yeah, yeah here is, um, let's see... 
Well, this this one doesn't tell me the time. Now, well, this one's two hours and twenty minutes, the lowest one. Now, and it's yeah, it's it's crazy. Now you do uh, really great on pod on YouTube, um, <laughs> Matt. So YouTube does it give you great analytics of how long they're watching each one of your yes, episodes? Yes, it does. It does. Uh, okay. Yeah, it does, and it's it's almost always uh, the average view is somewhere between four and seven minutes, no matter how long the video is. Wow. It could be a fifteen minute long video. The average view is between four and seven minutes, mm. right? Um, and I, I think that's about how long the attention span of America is, you know, um, unless you expect it to be longer. No, like Joe. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, well, I think why why would someone listen to that? I don't know. Maybe it's on in the background. Maybe they don't watch the video, but they put it out and they I'll listen, listen to, to it. it when I'm driving around. But yeah. you got to make a commitment to listen to a three hour podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's a, like that's a commitment. You gotta put that in your schedule. Yeah. You're gonna have to block that calendar. That, yeah, that's you're, like, like, you're yeah. all in. You're yeah, all in. <laughs> but it's but he has interesting enough guests yeah. that like like he wouldn't have one of us on his show because he wants to have somebody who has a good enough story. Like let's have Bernie Sanders on. Okay, that's a conversation. I'd love to hear Bernie Sanders get yeah. interviewed for an hour and a half or whatever it is. You yeah. know, interesting enough, Bernie Sanders was only an hour. It was a one hour and eighteen minute episode. And I think it's all, that's all he was willing to do. Yeah, you know? probably for three hours. Yeah, David fucking Lee great though. Cool. Don't awesome. you want? Don't you want to hear every all of it? <laughs> Give me everything. Tell me Download all of it. it. Oh, Tell download. me stories. Tell what me about. about um, it. Tell me about how you got there. Tell me how you got torn off. Tell me, give me all the crazy. I, I listened to it on a flight. It was a flight. I listened to. Yeah. It. I couldn't believe. I I listened to the whole thing. Did I you? can't. I don't have the attention span. Was it worth it though? Oh, totally entertaining. Yeah. Does he have anyone who's not of those like world famous levels? He does so. Joe Rogan is really into MMA, yeah, which I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into the MMA. Yeah, he's very. But but so some of them have good stories. So he's also Joe Rogan also does commentating on MMA fights, right? Mm. So he has a big following of him mm-hmm. because of him. I think that's kind of how the podcast got going. Is he's really doing MMA commentary and yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't listen to any MMA stuff because it's not really my thing, right? Right. Um, but. Th- that that's who he'll have, so that's not interesting to me, so I skip it. But he has other people too, you know. And it's I mean, like they're... it's almost like because in the country there is like a, a divide based on political opinions, and this guy's interviewing people left and right. So yeah. you would think like, I don't know, you would think you put yourself out there that th- there's there's only bad things that could come from this when you have a <laughs> like right? am I wrong but, but like, he's got no, a reputation like, he's not like Rachel Maddow or Glenn no, Beck no, no, or whatever no, where he's trying to steer it left or right no, or trying to make him wrong middle, or, I think yeah. though too where most people generally are maybe they lean maybe this way or a little bit to the other way or maybe there's a crisscross that they resonate with this but they don't resonate with that maybe that kind of stuff and maybe because he's in the middle and he stays in the middle, he doesn't go, hey, I'm a Bernie bro. Yeah, or yeah, I'm like this. He's feeling the burn. Or a guy, you know, I'm Jordan Peterson, he's my dude. You know, it's like, he's kind of like, he's his own man. I'm just gonna interview these guys and they're gonna share their story. And if you don't like it, tough. We have folks on from all kinds of walks of life and that kind of stuff. I think that resonates too, because you you start going in that direction with controversial figures. It's, I mean, I would look at it and go, there's only bad things that can happen here. <laughs> yeah. You're going to say something that's going to just piss off both sides. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you, like, gonna what, hate you what if Bernie it, Sanders right? came to you and wanted to go on your show? Like, would you interview somebody that's somewhat controversial on your show? Or would you stay away from it because you would burn 
one side of the bridge or another. No, I've had controversial folks on my show. Like and a, I got backlash from, yeah. from it. So I, yeah. yeah. Did you did you get backlash with Ron Paul? Actually, not from Ron. No, because I think a lot of people, because, you know, even on your, based on your where you are in the, I guess, spectrum, like people respect him. Mm. You know, that, hey, I might not agree with the guy, but at least he's, I guess that was my take on it. I got blowback from other folks that are more outspoken that's mentioned something about controversial topics. Mm. So the one guest was on my show and it was, and I was almost like, oh, this is not good. (laughs) This is is during like the Kavanaugh stuff when the the country was in turmoil basically with each other. And I'm interviewing this particular (laughs) gentleman and I'm like, Oh. And he starts talking about it. And well, I'm like, so how have you been? Well, how can I be? Look at this nonsense and going into it. And I'm like, oh god, <laughs> oh god. Well, Here I, don't it know, comes. I don't know which guest it was, but you you are dangerous. My in- whenever it's Robert Kiyosaki, <laughs> if it's Robert Kiyosaki, if he wants to talk about something, I've been. Oh, you're walking in with a loaded he, gun, he, man. He, I mean, yeah, yeah. he's ready to shoot at any time, and yeah. he can go either way. He can. Yeah, he'll tell you. People because Ooh. he's just, I just he's really him. creative. I just saw him. He was on a Romanian podcast. Oh, and he was you pissed saw it off. Too? Did you see I, it? I saw it. It was not. Were, it was not pretty. It wasn't comfortable <laughs> at all. It was not pretty. Was it the one where he told the interviewer they were stupid or something like that? Or he was that the one? Something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, that's a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He was. Yeah. He was frustrated the whole time, like from the beginning of the, the podcast to the end. Yeah, that's. Cool. He was so annoyed with the guy interviewing him. <laughs> it just made it made for entertain entertaining uh, podcast. I just felt so bad because everything the guy couldn't say anything. He couldn't say anything right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and there was dude, a language barrier and everything. It just made it's it, like made it for I was like, oh. There was another guy and this guy Israeli guy that interviewed him, and it was the same thing. And I'm like. Oh, he, he asked one or two questions, and I'm like, here it comes. <laughs> it, it's ready to blow. Was he good it's with gonna, you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I came at it. We came at interviewing him as a deferential, like, "Hey, thanks for everything you've done. So many people appreciate what you've done. That's not going to go anywhere bad. That, that, yeah. that can't go anywhere bad. No, and, and, we're, and we're fans, and we've I do like the way we've he, actually read his books. Yes, we've which had some of the great. questions that the, that came from those guys. I'm like, they didn't read his book. Yeah. I, and I think that's what got him to. Uh, you, I mean, you have one of the top, the guy that wrote the best-selling personal finance book of ever. all time, yeah. ever, most copies, and you didn't read the book. Right. And you're asking... And he's book. on your freaking show. And he's on and your show, which means, like, they vetted you to get to get on the show, and I'm like, and you're asking this question, and I'm like, oh. And then the second question, the first question was like, whew, that, yeah, that could be ugly. Okay, it's okay. And then the second question was something like, to the effect that, you know, is it still relevant 20 or something years later? Is your book still relevant? (laughs) Yes, and I'm like... Oh, that's it. You're done. Where's the, the Marines coming out now? It's, it's over. It's over. Well, you know, to just to parlay that conversation into why he did so much for all of us. Yeah. Is he just he doesn't really live in the rules. No, he, he doesn't. Definitely doesn't have any rules. He's been. He kind of has like some, what post traumatic stress. I think he has some post traumatic stress. Oh, from the sure, man. And therefore, he, he just thinks broke. he's still in Vietnam. Yeah, he, he broke. In his head, he's still running around the jungle in Vietnam. Yeah, and you know? we all I mean, are the beneficiaries in a way of how he channeled that. Yes, he channeled that into say this. This didn't work for him at all. This whole structure of the military for him, and therefore, the whole economy doesn't work. And we can all look at it differently. And I, I really, honestly, it's why we are all talking about the guy because mm-hmm. he sees it. 
he sees the opposite side, like like the Matrix, the zeros and the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in the upside down. Well, world. let me ask you. So far, we've talked <laughs> yeah. about Joe Rogan and Robert Kiyosaki both breaking the rules, being <laughs> outside of the normal bounds of what we would consider, you know, uptight and and a yeah, normal show, right. right? So, what can we all have shows? What can we do on our shows? To break out of those bounds a little bit, or do we want to break out? Dude, you're great. You should well, get the Today the Show out. There we go. There you go. Well, that's I'm going to Today Show. Well, that's a quite, that's a great question. Is that like, do we want to break out to the norm? Because there's a certain level of comfort in staying inside the norm. Like, mm -hmm. Let's just keep doing this and be kind of somewhat everything else. Or do you really want to have the balls to break outside and be like a Joe Rogan or Robert Kiyosaki or whatever to be all the way over here? And attract a lot of attention, perhaps. But my guess is there's a lot of people that tried to do like Robert Kiyosaki did, break outside the box, go over here, and you don't hear about them. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. We're not talking about those guys. So I want to give yeah. you credit. I want to give yeah. uh, MC Laubscher credit. See, maybe you guys are not even giving yourselves credit enough. You already are way outside the rules. Yeah. You're talking against stock market. Not necessarily yet. You're just basically saying there's a whole other way. The Main Street to Wall Street concept is way outside the rules. So I think I that, like I'm, that I'm not, I don't think I'm shouting that enough from the pulpit as I should be. I don't know if you are either, um, but I, I think that uh, that we probably could be more anti Wall Street than we yeah. are. Yeah. Um, like all that. of us. You know, I, I think I, our shows would actually grow and our platforms would I think we would, would but I think it would be, you know, it would, it would take a few more balls to, to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm open to going that way because I am personally very anti-Wall Street. I really do believe it's a roulette wheel and it's investing in something you have zero control over. And you layers. I mean, that's yeah. what we've been doing on Capital Hacking <clears throat> lately is just talking about all the layers. Yeah. You know, your, your money goes in here at the $1,000 for per share. And then by the time it gets to the company, there's so many hands out there taking it, gets to the company. And then what the hell is it for again? Oh, it's for some buyback of other people's stock, whatever it's for, it's so in, impossible to see why you bought in yeah. anyway. No. Right. Yeah. So Matt, you it just had a video. Thing. It's not you just had a video this company. week where you put in the headline that you broke the rules. You broke the and law. And that's the thing. And I took a right? stretch. I almost didn't shoot this that video, very out man. of character for you. I almost didn't shoot that video. Right. I almost didn't shoot that video because I was a little like, shit, I'm turning myself in. So if you guys got to know, I showed a video that was titled, I just broke the law for I my saw, real estate I business. I saw that. And yeah. I did. I did break the law for my real estate business, right? Yeah. Now, it's not like I evaded taxes or, you know, punched somebody in the lip or something like that. You know, I trespassed and um, I, I, I did, I disobeyed the city and I trespassed on somebody's property, right? But on your show, in big, bold letters, you wrote, I broke the law, and right? it was a Which fact. Out of your comfort circle, I know. How many clicks did you get? Yeah. That yeah. must be huge. It, it was just on BP. It only went out a couple of days ago, and it got like seven or 8,000 hits. Yeah, I would right. and it got, catch a lot it got of 80 or 90 comments. I mean, like, a lot That's of, good activity. Yeah, crazy interaction. <laughs> That's good Lots of thumbs Great ups. Lots of thumbs downs, right? too. Yeah. Thumbs right. downs are okay. That's, yeah. just, that's just audience interaction, right? Yeah. So it was interesting, and but it was, again, outside. Thanks for reminding me of that. Cause, but that was one of those moments where I was like, shit. I really do this. I remember that. I don't know. Did, did I, I talk to that day. Day. I was there Yeah, that day. I was talking. Yeah. I, I talked to him. I was like, hey, man, this, this is what just happened. Should I do this? And you're like, fuck yeah, you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. And so I did, and it and it took off. And I, and I think, but that I think that we all as content creators need to have those moments for like, should, should I really? Yeah. You know what? Mm. We should. Yeah. You know, and and we should go out, go outside, and be like, fuck Wall Street or whatever. Or not, maybe not in those words. Yeah. But. Yeah, but more anti-stuff to kind of raise more of a flag because I think yeah, that we're yeah. all in the comfort zone willing to stay inside the noise. We've stretched out a little bit, but like to get above that is how you become 
even in the realm of Joe Rogan's or whatever, to get that much attention is by stretching above the noise. But it takes a lot of courage to do that. And then again, like I said, I almost didn't do it. Mm-hmm. No, you, you know? have to put. You have, you have to. Are, put are you a glad pair you did? There. Sorry, yeah. I am now. Yeah, I am now. Yeah. I mean, look, you should read some of the freaking hate mail I got in the, in the comment, man. You right. know, right. yeah, people people said some crazy shit. Like, hey, you should go board up every other property in the city, uh, you know, in the city that that property was in, right? Or you should go and and it's freaking. And I'm not even. I'm being like cagey about where it was. Yeah, you know. You notice that that I just stopped when I said what city mm-hmm. the property was in and everything. So I don't want to get in trouble because I trespass in the city where it's at. You know, right? It's nuts. You got something? I, I was I was gonna say how, how do you balance it as a um, you know as someone who's developing a podcast or as a, any kind of media outlet because there's an extreme to it. Yeah. Right? You could get so controversial and all your content's controversial that you're kind of. Uh, in the realm of not believable any longer, or you turn off an audience, you want that right balance. How do you think you balance it? You know, they're always so well, hard. Well, then you one become way. like Jerry Springer, or you become like somebody that's literally doing it for sensationalism, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, well, you don't want to do that. I mean, like somehow or another, people like Howard Stern or whatever, whether you like him or hate him, um, he's been able to get attention by being outside the norm, but by not being, you know, just. Being a, just being a jerk for the exchange. And I think yeah. there's some, some things are seeds for, like, for example, the against the Wall Street thing. Like, you, we know it's nonsense, you know? I mean, it's like, and I deal with it from time to time where folks still come in and they say, you know, this is what financial, this my financial advisor said, X, Y, and Z. But if you know, like, we know that it's nonsense and you put that messaging out, even though everything is great right now, when that comes down, that content is evergreen. Yeah. And it's right there. And then you're like, hey, by the way, I just want to share this video I did a year ago warning about all of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is smart. Yeah. You've been so, doing that. Yeah. So you point back and you're like, hey, remember when we talked about this? About the bad thing that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. the bad thing that was going to happen and how these things were cyclical. Well, there you go. Still mm-hmm. want to do that? Still yeah. want to stay in it for the long haul? Yeah. You know, or the, here are some other options. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it, man. Yeah. Yeah, MC, you are amazing at, at what you do because you keep repurposing great content. And I just, I don't know how you're doing it. I mean, you are a machine, man. You are a machine. <laughs> meet meet Edgar.com. There you go. <laughs> nah, yeah, it's really cool to be around you, buddy. I like the well, purple too. I think we're gonna wrap up this podcast. So on behalf of Eric, I that's okay. Thank. I got Mike in here. I want to thank Mike Bonnetti, Latte, yeah, cool. Josh yeah. McCallan, Matt Faircloth, and Mr. Cashflow Ninja MC Lobster. We should do like business owners with bourbon next time. Business owners <laughs> with bourbon yeah. will be our yeah. follow up. That's yeah. what we're gonna do. Yeah, B and B. I think I know someone that can set up that show for us. Cool. Business owners with bourbon. <laughs> Let's do cool. it. Thanks, guys.